to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to show number 70. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave reviews for us on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. We always like to give listeners shout outs on future episodes, and we appreciate all of you who've left those customer ratings as well. Just helps new listeners find us and help us bring the show to even more people. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about all things Disney fairy tale weddings, Chris. That's awesome. So maybe you've watched this series on Disney Plus about Disney fairy tale weddings, or you've dreamed about having one yourself one day, or maybe you just want to be a guest at one, or you have been a guest at one. Um, today, we're going to be joined later on in the episode by Carrie, who is the author of Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. Um, she was a bride right before, her and her husband got married right before we did, and they also got married at Epcot, so we're going to hear all about that, and her Fairy Tale Weddings Guide is awesome. It's really the go-to to if you are planning any sort of Disney wedding. And she is also the host of the Disney Wedding Podcast as well. So before we hear from Carrie, we are going to do a recap of our wedding and vow renewal. Are you excited, Chris? Very excited. <laughs> so if you've never heard us talk about it, which we talk about it a lot, um, we were both married at Epcot and we also had a vow renewal there. Our wedding was in what year was our wedding, Chris? 2008. Okay, and then we'll quiz you again. When was our vow renewal? Uh, 2016. It was 10 years, so no. Oh, 2018. <laughs> yes, 2018. Um, so we just wanted to do, I know we mentioned it briefly here and there, and it, if you were way back with us in episode one, we talked about like our Disney background story, but just thought we'd do a recap and run through the comparisons of what happened at our wedding versus our vow renewal, and a little bit about those experiences for both of us. So if you, a little bit about the whole story, we were there about a week for both events, I'd say, and we had close to the same number of people. I think at our wedding, we had exactly 50. When we had our vow renewal, we had right around 40 people join us. So we're going to talk about what that week looked like and kind of what those events were. And we'll quiz Chris along the way and see what he remembers and what he liked about that time. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Now, one of the things that a Disney wedding isn't just the day of. Oh, no. No. So it's the things that you do before and after, even beyond what you would do for a regular wedding, besides just your rehearsal dinner and all of that. It's basically a big vacation for your closest family and friends. At least that's how we took it. Um, we ended up, we did a separate honeymoon. So our big thing when we were in Florida, we had events and things to do together with everyone who was there for our wedding. So we had a welcome party at both our wedding and our vow renewal. And Chris, I know you remember the vow renewal welcome party. Do you remember where our welcome party was for our wedding? Disney World. <laughs> Good one. We were at Fort Wilderness and we did a private hayride. So we ate dinner at Trails End. 
buffet, which we all like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, Trails End. And then there's hay rides that are there in the evenings. I think those are on hold right now with everything for the pandemic. But you can rent a private hay ride. And we had a private hay ride. It was nice because you could have up to 30 people on the hay ride. They took you along the beach for Fort Wilderness. We got to see part of the fireworks as they were going off. And also you go through the woods and all through the campground. And to be honest, you don't feel like you're at Disney World because you're so far away from everything. So that was a huge, it was just really nice. It was kind of peaceful. It was two days before our wedding. So as people were coming into town, so we had a lot of guests that just arrived that day. It was just kind of a nice, relaxed evening. Later that night, I went with my bridal party and we went, this is way back when there was a Pirates and Princess after hours party at the Magic Kingdom. We went there, Chris and his friends went out. So that was our welcome party for our wedding. Now, fast forward 10 years, we had a welcome party for our vow renewal. And I know Chris knows this one because this is something that he really enjoys a lot. What was our welcome party for our vow renewal? Oh, we went to... The bowling alley. Yes, Splitsville. Splitsville, yes, that was awesome. Yes, yeah, so we had at Splitsville, what you can do is you can reserve private lanes. And I actually know a friend who just recently did this for a birthday party. I um, mean, we reserved, I think, two lanes and we also reserved a pool table. We had food and appetizers. It was really just a fun way where you're not inside the park, so you don't have as huge of costs. Same thing, that's what we did Fort Wilderness as well. It was just fun. I think everybody really enjoyed the bowling. It was so much fun. And if you've not been to Splitsville, that is at Disney Springs. It's kind of a retro vibe. It's fun. Some of the bowling balls have Mickey on them. And we just really, I think that was a lot of fun for everyone and a great time. At both events. We really enjoyed both of those parties. Now, a couple other events that we had leading up to both our wedding and to our vow renewal. Um, We did the one day, our wedding was on a Monday. And on Saturday before, we did a ladies tea at the Grand Floridian. And that was really nice. We all got dressed up. A lot of the ladies wore hats. We had a great time. And the guys went to Lakeland. What did you guys do in Lakeland? We went to spring training. We went to Tigers, spring training in Lakeland. I don't remember who they played, but it was a nice day. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, there are still some of the... There's not as many teams in Florida anymore, are there? No, no, not in Orlando, but they're in Tampa. They're also on the Atlantic side. And so because we are from Michigan, we of course are reroute for the Tigers. So they went to Lakeland, which I'd say what, that's about 45 minutes away or so? Correct. Yeah, right down I-4. Yeah, so they went to spring training baseball. We did get married in March, which was the perfect time for that. And then, of course, it was nice because a lot of the guys, some of the ladies, too, went to baseball. And then the rest of us went over to the tea at the Grand Floridian. So really, we tried to think about and plan events that weren't necessarily in the parks because not everyone who came to either of them went to the parks. And that's the thing is to try to show them the other side of Disney so that it's not just about going to the theme parks and riding the rides, which, of course, that's why a lot of us go. But there's a lot of other things at Disney as well. Now, one of the things that happened both before and after our wedding and vow renewal is we did a lot of group dinners. I think these were always fun throughout the week. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So at both our wedding and our vow renewal, we had a big group dinner. I think both times this was the largest meal that besides the actual receptions was at El Hana. 
in Ohana, when they are open, dinner is always so much fun with the singers and they do the coconut races for kids. And we have pictures of people learning how to do the hula dancing. And of course, a trip to Disney when they're open, it's not complete without dinner at Ohana. That's our favorite place to go. Yeah. So we had dinners there both times. Eat the poi. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one of our favorite dinners that we did at both our wedding and vow renewal. We also did a mix of some things in the park, as well as some of the things outside the park. We did a lot of character meals. Those are fun, even though most of our groups always had a lot of adults. I always enjoyed and it seems like everyone enjoyed the character meals we did way back then at our wedding. Liberty Tree Tavern was a character meal. We also did Chef Binky's. We did Tusker House for our vow renewal. And I think all of the adults really got into the character meals as well. Oh, of course. I mean, it's just so much fun. The, the characters bring a smile to everybody's face. It's just fun to interact. I mean, and it's one of those things where, you know, the nice thing is that we love Disney so much that the adults are going to interact. So it's not a case of get get away from me character it's like, <laughs> right come towards me yeah character. we all want to we're all vying for our pictures that's for sure now of course we want to talk about the big day you've all heard us say that uh, both of our wedding and our vow renewal were an epcot and our wedding was inside a building Oh, yeah, American Adventure. Yes, American Adventure Rotunda was where our wedding was. And then our vow renewal is was in Italy. And I was a little sad. We were in the plaza right in front of the restaurant. And when I was there a few weeks ago, it's covered with flowers. I don't know if it's to avoid having people gather there because it's kind of in the middle of that plaza at the Italy Pavilion. And it's just covered with flowers. So maybe it's because of social distancing. They don't want people to gather there. But that's Italy is where we had our our vow renewal in 2018. And then we both, because both of those are, were in the morning, we had to be there very early for pictures. And our service was at 9 o'clock in the morning. And it's funny because at our vow renewal, it was freezing. It was very chilly. It, <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't so bad for me because I was wearing a tux. But even in the tux, it was chilly. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was in the 30s in the morning for our vow renewal. For our wedding, by the, the whole day, it was in the upper 70s. I think in the morning, it was probably in the 60s, upper 60s. It was very nice. Um, but we had our brunches. Both of our vow renewal events were outside. So we had our vow renewal in Italy. And then our brunch was in Canada Terrace, which is that upper level where you kind of overlook the waterfall, right where you would kind of exit and leave the movie, the O Canada film. Our wedding reception was at the Living Sea Salon. So if you've ever been to Coral Reef Restaurant, we enjoy eating there, but right above that is a private space where they have banquets and weddings and all of that sort of thing. And that's where our wedding was. Now for our wedding, we didn't do any entertainment. We had a piano player and we did dancing with like our parents and that. But for our vow renewal, we flipped it, flipped it a little bit and we had a special guest at our vow renewal. Who was at our vow renewal, Chris? Oh, who was there? Is it a, a character? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mickey was there. Yeah, so we had Mickey come, and that was a big surprise for all of our guests. And like Chris mentioned, I think the adults were just as excited as the few kids that were at our vow renewal. 
Everybody stood in line. We got big group pictures with Mickey. And I think for our wedding, we just wanted it to be more of a traditional wedding. At our vow renewal, it was about having fun. And that's why we decided to have the character. And I think it was well worth the cost to have Mickey as one of our honored guests, so to speak. I agree. I mean, it was nice. We Actually, I was just looking at a photo of Mickey and the group yesterday. So and it's just one of those things where you know, as I think what we've seen in the last year or so, you know, money is fleeting, but memories are forever. Mm-hmm. And so it was really just nice to have Mickey there. And he looked nice. Yeah, he had an, uh, you can pick, um, the, they have a wide array of costumes you can pick. So we tried to pick something that wasn't in the parks. We picked his outfit from the year of a million dreams, which ironically was from when we got married. And so it was really fun. And so that's how those brunches ran. And for both of them, because we had our early morning ceremony and then our brunches, then there was a break in the afternoon. A lot of people went to the park. Some people took naps. Some people went to the pool. I know after our vow renewal, we took a nap. After our wedding, we were switching hotels. So we moved all of our stuff. Um, But then in the evenings, we brought everybody back to Epcot and we did dessert parties. We did private dessert parties. And for both of those, we lucked out. It was before Illuminations left. So we had an Illuminations dessert party for our wedding and also our vow renewal. And the nice thing for those is you get private viewing area for your guests. We had desserts at both, but at our vow renewal, we kind of learned At our wedding, we were hungry afterwards. We had had a little bit too many desserts, so we switched it up for our vow renewal. And we added, um, do you remember the food that we added, Chris, for the vow renewal at the dessert party? I do not. The nacho bar. We had a nacho bar, which people really liked. Oh, that that. was was thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a nacho bar, and then after the show, after our wedding, that's how it ended. But we had a big surprise for our guests after our vow renewal. We had done a travel theme because Chris and I like to travel. That, of course, has been curved recently. But we're on a quest to go to all 50 states before we turn 40. We would have done it um, already this past year if it hadn't been for the pandemic. But because we had a travel theme, we picked what we thought was the perfect ride as a mix-in for our guests, which a mix-in means at the end of the night, right before the park closes, they take you and you get to ride the ride and we went to soaring and i think that really was a big wow factor for people oh yeah it was really nice i mean people enjoyed it 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 was nice to really i mean you don't really realize how long that corridor is when you just walk from the front all the way to the ride (laughs) and so that was really nice yeah so soaring was a perfect end to the evening with our vow renewal and it just kind of capped off the whole day and i think that was something extra special that we didn't do for our wedding of course for our wedding we had bridal party and all these other costs so we had a little bit extra in our budget to be able to do some of the things more for our guests the second time around which was nice and then of course that i think really is the epitome of the disney experience after our wedding when we decided to have the vow renewal uh I think about a year and a half before our 10th anniversary, we were like, well, we didn't know if anybody would want to come, I think is really the big thing. And what was nice is that people were just as excited about it as our wedding. And that just really goes to show what Disney is all about and why they offer a great level of service. And the team at Disney's Fairytale Weddings is amazing. We had Marion for our planner for our wedding. And then um, we had Carol for our planner for our 
our vow renewal and they were both amazing and their assistants and the whole team. Laura Kidd was our floral manager for both. We had Randy Chapman and Stan Severance, who was our videographer with Stan and our photographers, Randy Chapman. Just everyone who brought everything to the table did a great job. And I think those are some of my best memories, both our wedding and our vow renewal. And even for Chris, I think most guys aren't super into that, but I think you really enjoyed the whole experience that Disney brings to it. Oh, well, yeah, because I think the great thing was is that we had family there. The weather was nice. I mean, it's an experience. And at the end of the day, it was just a wonderful time. And I think the other thing is it was nice just to commemorate 10 years with Vanessa because we've been together a long time. Yes. And at the, in just that whole week, like being able to go into the parks with some of your friends and family that most other times you might coincide a trip with one or two other people, but to be able to have 30 to 40 people that are your closest friends and family at the parks with you. There's just nothing that can really top that. And we just are grateful that we had the chance to not only do it once, but twice. And hopefully you'll get some ideas as you listen to Carrie um, talk about her guidebook and how you can use her guide to help you plan a Disney fairy tale wedding or vow renewal in your future. So we are looking forward to hearing all about Carrie's book and looking forward to sharing it with you. We would like to welcome Carrie to the show. Her guide, Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, is really the go-to for any couples who are planning a wedding at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. We actually got married around the same time as Carrie and her husband, so we are super excited to have Carrie on the show with us today. Hello. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, of course, we always like to hear what you like about Disney. And so we have a series of questions that we rotate. And right now we've been asking people, what is their favorite meal to get at Walt Disney World? Okay, I had to think about this one. Yes. I think my absolute favorite meal is to have leftover wedding cake or anniversary cake <laughs> yes. on the balcony of a deluxe resort room, preferably with a water view, but any deluxe resort room will do. <laughs> no, that I agree with you on that. We're we're fellow cake lovers as well. Uh, after our vow renewal, though, Chris got a horrible photo of me at the Orlando airport eating the last bit of our cake before we were going. <laughs> On our plane. So, yeah, you can't let that cake go to waste. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Now, of course, we want to hear all about your business and what product you offer connected to Disney. So I have a book called Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, and it is a comprehensive guidebook and bridal organizer for anyone who is planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And that came about because, as you mentioned, I got married at Disney, and I don't know about you, but when I was trying to find out about how much my wedding would cost, they literally told me I could not get real prices until I signed a contract. Yes, So yes. I thought... That's not very good. No, not at all. <laughs> so, because how do how would you even know if you could afford a Disney wedding? Right. So after yeah, so after my wedding, I just started putting together everything I knew, researching, talking to other couples, talking to Disney, and put it all into this book that will let you find out exactly down to the penny using the self calculating budget that I created in the ebook version. Yes, you can put in everything you want for your wedding and how many people you're going to have, and it will tell you exactly what it will cost. It will tell you how much tax will be, and it tells you how much Disney's 
very, very high service charge is going yes. to be. So you can say, oh, and most of the time I've had so many comments from people who were like, I never thought I could afford a Disney wedding till I read your book. So I feel like most of the time it shows you, oh, this is actually pretty doable. For sure. For sure. And with that, you know, we, again, you're a fellow Disney bride, but really what was the motivation to write a book? Well, I actually, at the time, was a big fan of the Passporter Guidebooks to Walt Disney World, which I know you know about also. Yes. And I wrote to them and I said, you guys have these ebooks about different niche topics at Disney. You need to have one on weddings. And they said, oh, yeah. sure. Would you like to write it? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I had that for, gosh, uh, let's see, I wrote, it came out in 2009. And then in 2018, they actually folded up, closed up shop. So I then took the content and created my own version and called it Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. So that book has been out since 2018, but the content and my research has been going on since 2009. Wow. So that was the year after our weddings then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so with that, you know, it's a real, you know, that's a real endeavor to write a book. Have you written anything similar before that? No, well, you know, I'm a professional writer and editor, and I had done a lot of work for periodicals, you know, magazines sure. and things. So, you know, I've never been somebody who had the great American novel hidden under her <laughs> pillow or anything. Sure. <laughs> I'm much more comfortable writing nonfiction. So, yeah, I just was like, I approached it like I would approach writing an article, a how-to article. I actually do a lot of things in my side life as I write instructional manuals for software. So sure. it was just like, let's make this as clear as possible. And yeah, it just went from there. Well, and I know when we were planning our vow renewal in 2018, it was so helpful. I used your guide to look at some of those details that just aren't out there in other places. And for anyone who's wondering, like Carrie mentioned, not only does it help you with pricing, but it really opens up a door to people just think of the wedding pavilion or really that pie in the sky, like in front of the Cinderella's castle, but they don't realize all the other things that are out there. And that's one of the great things I think about your guide as well. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, there are dozens of places you can have your ceremony and reception at Walt Disney World. But if you look on their website, you see like 10. Right, and right. They, <laughs> most of the time they think people just want the wedding pavilion and the, grand, and the Grand Floridian. So it's really nice to be able to show people, you know, if you want to get married in Morocco, which that's where we had our ceremony, or in now you can get married in Pandora or in front of the Tree of Life or Tower of Terror, you can do that. And so it's, yeah, I actually have a site. I have a page on my website that's all photos of all the different venues that kind of, it almost acts like a list of venues because Disney doesn't have one. Sure, sure. Now that kind of adds into the next part that we always like to ask is how do you think that your product offers some Disney magic for those that are planning a Disney wedding or just maybe interested in learning more about them? Well, it's a wedding guide that's all about Disney weddings. So yes. <laughs> there's, there's magic. But yeah, like you say, it kind of shows you all the amazing possibilities because Disney, their, their whole thing is like, we can make your dreams come true. Anything you want, we can do it for you. But they don't have like lists of what those things are. So unless yes. you come up with it, they're not going to tell you about it. So sure. that's why <laughs> everything I've ever heard of, I put in this book or I talk about on one of my Disney wedding podcasts. And that way people know, okay, well, this is something somebody did once. Maybe there's something similar I can do. Sure. Now, is there one venue or like you mentioned, like something somebody's done that you just never would have expected that Disney does allow for weddings? 
Let's think. Well, the most recent one I learned was they are now doing receptions in Hoop-de-Doo Review. Oh, okay. Um, what's that called? Pioneer Hall. Yeah. Yes. And that's a big deal because they have this TV show about Disney weddings that has all of these unattainable, yes. completely <laughs> customized experiences that if you call Disney today and ask to have them, they will tell you, no, they're not available. And so one of the earliest shows, somebody had a reception at Pioneer Hall and then people would ask, hey, can I have my reception there? And they're like, no, that's not available. So now, apparently, it finally is available, oh, which nice. is fantastic. You know, you hit on a point about, you know, things that are available. How, again, if you are reading forums in, in different boards and it says everything is closed, how could the person who wanted the Hoop to Do review, how did they get that? Is it just Disney makes a decision or do you just have to keep asking? You have to keep asking. <laughs> I mean, it could be Disney got together and said, hey, you know, we can make some money on this thing. But right. usually what it is, is it's people asking. And sometimes it's things that nobody even thought to ask before. Like we did an anniversary party on the Terrace of Tower of Terror. And, Ooh. you know, that wasn't listed as a standard venue, but it's just because nobody had ever thought it would make a good venue. So we said, hey, can we use it? And they talked to the park team and the park team was like, okay. So, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if for somebody who has never looked at Disney weddings before and they want to get your guide and they want to start thinking about it, how what how long is the planning process for a Disney wedding? So you can book between 10 and 12 months out, depending on what type of wedding or vow renewal you're having. So if you're going to do a full ceremony and a full reception, you can book at 12 months. And if you're going to do a ceremony and what they call a celebration, which is a two-hour event, and that could be a dessert party, it could be a cake cutting, something a lot smaller, that you can book at 10 months. So you can start talking to Disney about 16 months out. Usually if you call or email before then, they'll be like, call back later. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, so I'd say about 16 months out. And that's why my book, I've been told, is so helpful because most couples in the real world spend two years planning their wedding. Sure. And so there's this big chunk of time with Disney that you can't do anything. You can't get any information from them. They yes. won't even talk to you. <laughs> so the book is helpful and it comes with free updates so that if you get it two years before your wedding and they change everything a year before your wedding, you can just download the new update and have all the latest information. And I would think especially now as things have been changing with the parks being closed, for part of the year and then now Disney World being open, I would think that those updates are, I'm assuming you probably do those as soon as some of those new things become new information comes out. So that's what's so tricky because it's changing literally weekly. Sure. So what I've decided to do is I'm working on a big update to my guide right now and I'm going to touch on the major changes okay. for COVID. But they're all temporary. They, Like I say, they literally change weekly. Disney Weddings doesn't even know what they're going to be until the legal team or whoever tells them what they are. So my advice is always talk to your planner or your sales consultant because that's the only person who's going to tell you exactly what's going to be in effect on the day of your event. Now, your your guide is available as an ebook. Is that correct? Yes. So there's an ebook and then there's also a print version. And this one... I just, I had always had the ebook because it's a PDF and once you download it, you can then download updates for free. You know, once you paid once, you never have to pay again and you always have the latest version. But a lot of people were saying, oh, I really want a, a copy that's a paper copy that I can make notes in. And some people print them out and put them in binders. Sure. So I finally through the company Blurb have put out a print version, but I don't ever really recommend it because I, Blurb doesn't let me give people free updates. So oh, okay. once you have that copy, that's the one you have. So you would have to rebuy it if you want the latest version. 
Okay. And I just have a question. I know, again, we've been married over a decade, but the, you know, the two couples of us. What was maybe a trend five years ago that is kind of on the way out? And I guess what's a newer Disney trend for weddings right now? That's interesting. I think a lot of the rustic theme has gone by the wayside. There was that moment where everybody wanted, you know, um, mason jars and sure. birch wrapped <laughs> bouquets and all that stuff. And I would say I see a lot less of that lately. Um, and also I, I noticed that venues seem to go in waves. Like for a while, it seemed like everybody was using Atlantic dance hall for their reception. And now I'm having trouble finding people who use Atlantic wow. dance hall for their reception. So <laughs> now one more question. I know your guide also includes some of the other Disney locations. If I wasn't just looking at Walt Disney world, what are some other spots that are listed in your guide? So I have a whole chapter on ways to get married at Walt Disney World on property through companies other than Disney because okay. Disney is – it's out of the price range for a lot of people and there are other less expensive or the same cost but you get a ton more stuff. Sure. <laughs> there are options like that on property. But I no longer have a chapter devoted to cruise weddings and I've never had a section on Disneyland because – Disneyland weddings are basically hotel weddings. They sure. do very few in-park events. And so when you're planning a wedding at Disneyland, you can use anybody, any bridal organizer sure. or guidebook because almost all the stuff is the same. Disney World is so – it's such an individual animal, and there are so many weird policies and restrictions that you would never find at a regular wedding venue. Right. And that's kind of what led me to write a book just about Disney World. Now, if you had, I mean, I know you've already had your wedding and I know you've had some different anniversary parties in that, but what would be your dream location if you were to maybe have another vow renewal or if budget wasn't a, wasn't a constraint, what would be your dream location at Walt Disney World? Well, my dream location would be Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I like to think that no matter what new venues they come up with, I've never seen anything that I liked better than the combination we had, which was Morocco for our ceremony and the attic at Boardwalk Inn Ooh, for nice. our reception. And so I and I often wonder that I think because we did a vow renewal at Elani and that was great because it was a totally different thing. Sure. I don't know that I would want to do a vow renewal at Walt Disney World because I feel like you got what you, know, you wanted. I, yeah. But then again, <laughs> I see like you guys as Dower Newell looked awesome. So. Sure. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. I think with Disney, you are able to get what you want. I think that's the nice thing. Like we, we don't have any regrets from our wedding or our vow renewal because we got everything. Disney made that dream come true. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, but they really made all of those things that we wanted. So you have no regrets. At least we didn't have any regrets looking back at that day. Yeah, that's a really good point because most of the people I talk to who have a vow renewal, it's because, you know, their mom planned their original wedding and it wasn't anything they wanted or it was huge and they wanted a small one or they wanted Disney and they were talked down by their family. So, yeah, it's interesting. Usually when you have a Disney wedding, you don't really feel the need to have a do-over. Right, exactly. And that was for us when we did our vow renewal. It wasn't so much a do-over. It was more of a just another celebration with the people that had been at our wedding as well. And we had so many people that wanted to come back because that experience was just like you mentioned it. Everything was exactly what we wanted. It was a great experience for our guests. And I think that's what having your guide really gives you that real perspective that so many people I don't think understand. They see what's on TV with Disney weddings, but they don't really know how that comes to come to fruition in the park. So your guide is a great way for them to get all those details. That's great. 
point. You know, and then the other piece is, you know, a lot of times people don't know what they don't know. So if, do you offer any like one-on-one consulting where, hey, I want to be at Disney, but I don't know what all the options are. Like, would you take a phone call with somebody and help coach them through the options? Yes, I've actually been thinking about setting this up as a part of my business because oh, I have should. done that in the past <laughs> and it's a lot of it's a lot of work and sure. I love helping people but then when I realize I've spent my whole day answering direct messages or emails or whatever I think hmm, maybe I should be charging for this side right? of the business. <laughs> Well, and I just think like, you know, the one piece that we had is just, you know, coming from Michigan down to Florida, we had a, a lot of great help. But I think Vanessa, I'll say this, you know, she did a wonderful job. And again, this was 20, 2008, where you're back on internet forums and boards where she just knew so much. So for her, she was a smart shopper. And I, you know, this is a theme that you'll hear me is that a lot of times when people, they, when they don't have a great experience with Disney is because they didn't plan right. Right. And like, I think with you, what you offer is to, unlock all the opportunities where if you are ahead, if you have a basic mindset, you're going to get your basic Disney wedding when you, you could have had all the different nuances and ambiance that you wanted. And I think that's really the awesome part about your book and your e-service. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I do see that a lot, especially with people who will find the Facebook groups or my book after their Disney wedding. And they'll be like, I didn't know I could have a dessert party. I didn't yes. know I could have that character. <laughs> so yeah, that's why whenever... I get new information. I want to share it with everybody so that everybody has the same opportunity to take advantage of those great offerings. And again, you hit on like sharing information. So where can people buy your book? Where can people go online to find more about you? So the book is available at fairytaleweddingsguide.com and it's a download uh, as a PDF that you can open on your phone or anything with an Acrobat, Adobe Acrobat PDF reader. And then there's also a link on my site out to blurb where you can buy the print copy if you want that. And then I have disneyweddingpodcast.com for my weekly podcast, which is interviews with Disney couples and interviews with experts, Disney vendors, and then uh, some informational shows like we have an episode. I've, I did an episode that was all about how to get started planning. And then there's one that's all about how to have a small Disney wedding for the bare minimum expenditure. So a lot of times people will chuck their elaborate at-home plans <laughs> and decide to elope at Disney. And sure. they want to know how cheaply they can do it and <laughs> right. for just a small group. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. We'll make sure to put those links in the show notes. And of course, we were on your podcast. I'll put those li that link in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for joining us today, Carrie. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you again to Carrie for joining us today. Remember to get your copy of the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. And also check out the Disney Wedding Podcast. Episodes 331 that features both Vanessa and myself, and we talk about our experience. And then episode 332 that has Vanessa, and she talks about her thoughts on Disney weddings. Transportation. Transportation. <laughs> so, of course, we want to end with our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote. So, Chris, you are up with our trivia. Perfect. So, you know, we spent this episode talking about Disney weddings. And yes. I'm going to just – this is from DisneyWeddings.com, and it's as accurate as it can be. Okay. But we're going to talk about some costs. Okay. I know these have changed quite a bit recently. These have changed quite a bit. Um, but I want, I'm going to give you a venue, and you're going to tell me roughly how much you think it is. Oh, that's tough. Well, that's the point of the <laughs> trivia. Uh, so the first one is Luau Beach. $1,500. $2,500. Um, Canada Terrace. Oh, $2,500. One more guess. Go higher. 
3,500. 4,500. Oh. How about China? In front of China. Probably 4,500. You are right. I was going to say, I think all the Epcot ones are the same price. See, boom. Um, <laughs> croquette lawn. Um, eh, cro- cro- oh, croquet. Okay. Oh, my bad. I'm such an <laughs> idiot. I was. I'm an idiot. No, look, if you're going to say something that you need to say in the podcast, croquet, my gosh, croquet, croquet lawn. Um, I'm going to go with 3,500 because that's not a park. 4,000. Oh. So now we're going to go a little bit bigger. How much do you have in front of the tree of life? Oh, I think that's like 25. 25 what? 1,000. 4,500. Oh wow! That's- wait, oh, but wait, wait. I'm sorry. There's a distinction. There's the the ceremony venue fee, and then there is an event minimum. So you are correct. The event minimum, minimum is, is fifteen thousand to twenty five thousand. But in this case, what is the venue fee? Oh, the venue fee is still the same as the Epcot ones, the forty five hundred. Correct, but okay. you have a minimum. Yes. Okay. So how about Magic Kingdom after hours? This would be the most expensive. Thirty five. Thirty thousand okay. dollars. Oh wow! I was thinking it was, but your event minimum range is twenty to fifty thousand. So the other ones in that would be Magic Kingdom East Plaza for twenty five, after hours for thirty, and the cheapest location the at least is the train. What do you think the train is? I think it's fifteen. You are correct. I was going to say I don't know if it's You could also get married in front of Tower of Terror, and of course you, the wedding pavilion. The That's wedding the most pavilion, correct? One. Yes, yeah. exactly. The wedding pavilion, Sea Breeze Point, Oak Manor, Shipwreck Beach. Yeah, there's lots of amazing places. Um, and then you almost it seems like just about any area in Epcot. So the UK Courtyard, we Morocco, at that, the Plaza. That's where we were. Germany. These are all forty five hundred, and of course, you know you have the the other ones as well. So yeah, it, I think that's just the other beauty of Disney is that there's just so much opportunity for venue diversity Mm -hmm. and to match that experience to what your personality is. Yeah. So we've had friends that have also gotten married in Epcot, some at the wedding pavilion. I know some who've gotten married at Wilderness Lodge, at Boardwalk, kind of all over property. And that's a nice thing is you have so many choices. Before we get to our walk quote, we want to encourage you to listen to Vanessa Ferguson. No, not this Vanessa Ferguson, the other Disney Vanessa Ferguson on Beyond the Mouse podcast. Joining Vanessa is Brett and Craig, and they interviewed Vanessa and myself. They're from NPR, Illinois, out of Springfield, and it's a crazy story. Listen to the episode. There are – number one, did you know that there's another Vanessa Ferguson who loves Disney? Yes. That's one out of <laughs> this world coincidence. The second story you have to listen to to believe it is crazy. But again, go to Beyond the Mouse, type in Vanessa Ferguson, and it's in the, the story headline and also talks about – in. in interviewing Vanessa Ferguson. So again, it's Beyond the Mouse with Vanessa Ferguson, Brett, and Craig. And we had a wonderful time interviewing with them. They're awesome. We have three new friends from Illinois and it's a great time and spend, you know, share some Disney love with each other and listen to that podcast. For sure. And I will make sure to put the link to that as well as those two episodes from Carrie's podcast in the show notes. And now we're going to end with our wisdom from Walt quote. And I thought it was great because it really talks about how dreams, making them a reality. And we've talked about today about making your Disney wedding a reality or your vow renewal. And this is Walt talking about his dream of Disneyland. I could never convince the financiers that Disneyland was feasible because dreams offer too little 
collateral. And I think that's really true. Take those dreams that you have and make them a reality. And with that, anything is possible. And so thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.